0: Hello everyone, I'm Chris Wynn. Welcome to the Rocker Report podcast in association with the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. As we build up to the first Tease clash in over four years. The lads travelled down to the year 19 on the back of an impressive result and performance over Rotherham in midweek. And Middlesbrough surprisingly won only one of the first seven. And of course the fixture in front of the Sky cameras now has an added twist following the appointment of Tony Mowbray. So to help us dissect all of this... We're very pleased to have the company of Stephen Jackson from the 12th Man Borough podcast. Hello Stephen.
1: Good evening. Thank you very much for having
0: me on. Yeah yeah good to have you on. How are you keeping me? I'm good thank you. How are you? Yeah yeah not bad not bad. So the, the 12th Man uh, podcast. Um, How long's that been going then? How long that's been up and running?
1: We've been going for uh, just over three years now. Um, Talking all things Borough. Um, sometimes good debate. Sometimes it's Nice and happy, as you probably find out yourselves after a good win. Most of the times, it's uh, frustration, but it's it's a good lively debate, and it's just a good way of um, you know. It's not just exclusive to us. I mean, we're pre- predominantly as a twelve man, we're predominantly behind it all, but we do get other we do get fans on. And we have nice like lively debates and different opinions. So yeah, it's 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 really good. It's really enjoyable to do.
0: Yeah, you you want to try doing a podcast after you've getting scraped a one one draw against Accrington Stanley, mate? That's uh, that's a that's a tough one.
1: <laughs> well, well, um, one thing we did under your your new manager was um, we got beat by Accrington, so I know exactly how that feels. So <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a it's has that slightly
0: different feeling when you you're fighting it out in the same division, which is uh, hopefully a, yeah. A, a distant memory for us now, but yeah, I was I was taking a look actually in the twelfth man podcast, and I actually I took a quick look at your podcast uh, merchandise because um, as a Sunderland fan, I was absolutely loving the Hummel gear that on the <laughs> on the picture on your on your uh, Twitter <laughs> on your Twitter page because I think Sunderland fans or most Sunderland fans of a certain age are a bit of a sucker for anything Hummel, um, but I mean in terms of you personally, how far do you
1: go back with Borough? Uh, oh God, I've been I've been following Borough since. Oh God! I was four or five years old, so nearly thirty years following the uh, following the lads. Um, yeah, just you know, up and down the country, you know, everything's apart from yourselves, miles away from us. So it's always a check going anywhere, never fruitful wherever we go. Um, it's very rare we get success. Um, but uh, it's a love hate relationship. I I love to hate them, and uh, <laughs> they they love to wind me up. But uh, I'll, I I can I would never change it for the world. So you're from that.
0: You're just from that uh, kind of privileged generation that that saw all of those stars in the kind of late nineties, isn't?
1: Yeah, yeah. I say um, I I just missed the um the doom and gloom of um of Mogga taking us through the um the the abyss, I suppose. Obviously coming out of uh, administration, potential liquidation. Moving out of Airson Park to obviously to the Riverside where we are now, but yeah, lots of good memories. Following Ravinelli, Emerson, Giannino, the lesser stars like Hidner, Fiortov, Musto. and obviously you move it on to um, the European days, and obviously they were some of the most incredible days I've ever experienced in my life. Um, mm. Never thought I'd ever see it following the Borough, but um, very privileged to to say that I've I've uh, seen all them days and. Uh, they seem a distant memory at the moment, but um, you know we always pray. We can always pray we do a Leicester one day, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it probably says a lot about me that you went through all of those international stars, and the name that jumped out was Robbie Musto, as, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, because I I kind of I'll go back to the the Bernie Slaven days. It's amazing to think it was only kind of a decade between as you said, those those dark days and then the likes of Ravin Ravinelli signing. I mean, incredible journey. But I mean let I mean let's let's tackle the kind of Sunderland Middlesbrough relationship from a fan's perspective from the off. I mean let let's get that out of the way. <laughs> I mean from from my perspective, I mean I, I don't particularly look out for Middlesbrough's results like I might do with Newcastle say. But when we come together and play each other it does feel like a big game and does have that kind of derby feel to it. And and I think it's it's a good thing. I mean, you want to have games that have a bit of an edge, like, you know, like, like the one uh, on Monday. And I'm glad we've got this to play because it's, it's been a while for, for Sutherland to be honest, since we've had a game that's felt like this. But I mean, what's your take on that relationship and how do you think the majority of Borough fans feel
1: about the fixture? Um, I mean, we, we've always had the, you know, everything passing that us. So, you know, it's not a derby, you know, we don't care about you, you know, it's all this, all that. But, you know, as you, as you rightly said there, as you'll see on Monday, that will change. And you know, we—I don't want to say hate, because hate's a bad word—but we dislike each other as much as each other. You know what I mean? We, we—it's you know, we care about this derby. We really do. It's our closest derby. You know, there's some of the some of the fans will say, "Well, you've got heart to pull up the road." Well, we we don't play hard to pull, right? We haven't played hard to pull in the league for many, many years, but. um yeah, we. I don't look out for some of the results, like say, like you obviously don't look out for the borough. But I've got to say, I did hope that he did win the uh, the playoff final. I was hoping because I did want that derby game back. Obviously, it's been it's been four years since we've had it. Um, it's been it's been a while. Um, you know, it's nice to get six points back on the board again. I suppose. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's um, you know, it's it's a game we've missed. You know, the excitement, the thrill, the, the lead up to it. Obviously, chats like this. You know, everybody's building up to it. It's just a shame we've got to wait till Monday because of the sky. But apart from that, you know, everybody's everybody's buzzing for it. We're all ready for it. You know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a near full riverside, it's a, a full away and it's, it's what you live for as a football fan. Well, exactly. That that's what I said. I mean, it's just nice to
0: have these games with that edge to it. I think we haven't had that for for kind of quite a few years at Sunderland, to be honest. Um, I mean, just just going back. I mean, talking of all those kind of glory days before with some of those huge names that that played for for Middlesbrough. I mean, look looking back. Actually, I was looking earlier. There was only kind of one season uh, that Middlesbrough spent outside of the Premier League in 14 seasons following the appointment of Brian Robson, but. In the 14 seasons since relegation in 2008-2009, there's only been one season where Middlesbrough have actually been in the Premier League. I mean, just comparing that to, to Sunderland in recent years, which has been a bit of a you know ridiculous roller coaster. I mean, does it feel like Middlesbrough have just been plodding along for quite a few years now?
1: It, it does at the moment. I mean, obviously, since we came back down from the Premier League with yourselves in 2017, it was... You know, we've we've always had that ambition to to get ourselves back up there. We obviously had them couple of years where um, Woodgate, you know, nearly took us down, um, and then Warlock, you know, stabilised us and put us back to mid table to push towards a, a playoff run again. But we've always had it's it's always been stability, and we've always like been within our means. And you know, it's 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 been frustrating because. All we want is to be back in the Premier League. You know, we were founding members. You know, we've we spent more seasons in the Premier League than than not. Um, it's it's been it's been frustrating, but as I say, you you probably summed it up right. We've been stable in the Championship, you know. But you know, I'm hoping what we have now, our situation now, can build a give us like a little like stepping stone towards the uh, the promised land again.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and again, I mean, I was just having a look at um, some of the managers who've actually had a go um, since actually Gareth Southgate left, I suppose. I mean, there have been some pretty big names in there who have tried to kind of get promotion. I mean, other than Carragher who actually achieved it for that one year, but, you know, Gordon Strachan, uh, obviously Tony Mowbray, who I'm sure we'll come back on to. Um, he had a few years. Gary Monk, Tony Pulis, Neil Warnock. Um, and then I'll come on to the, the current manager, Chris Wilder, in, in a few minutes. But. You know, there's only been two years out of those that you've actually made the playoffs. I mean, has it just been a case of not getting the right man or have they not been backed? I mean, what's
1: the biggest issue over the years? Um, well, with, obviously when Southgate left, I didn't, didn't agree with Southgate going, it was the wrong you either get rid of him when we go down or you give him a season to try and get us back up. And he, he got I'd say a third of the way through and we gave him the boot, which was I thought was a bit harsh at the time. Strachan came in spent I probably say every last inch of our money, our parachute money on on players from Scotland, which was um wasn't the most fruitful of projects that he uh he, he he took over, and it was it was a massive massive failure. It was so it was so poor, and obviously then Morgan took over. I, I love Mogger, I really do, uh, but um, <laughs> I think we all do. Um, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that, <laughs> but we'll as I say, we'll come back to that one. Um, he he had to stabilize the club a lot. We had to balance the books quite a lot under under Mowbray. He never got the money that is then obviously his his successor Karanka got. So he, st- he stabilized the ship. Karanka took over and and took us to where we should where we should have been to be quite honest. And that's where it's it's been. And obviously we came back down monthly. Exactly what Strachan did. Spent all our money and um, brought in players like Sombolonga Fletcher. Mm. You know, big players, big money, and it didn't work. And I think, I think our chairman's realised that, and we've we've, we've tried to rein it back in. That's where Warnock was really good because he he could find players for, for bargain prices. You know, he he brought in he brought in some some bargain players. Um, you know, Oche came in from obviously from Wickham when they went down. You know, wasn't the best talented player, but he was he was a bargain. and He knew where the goal was. He got us some goals. Um. And say, Tony Pulis, I mean, everybody knows what Tony Pulis. Um, <laughs> it's football's it's not the most exciting, but it does the job. And he got us in the playoffs, and he did, but it was probably it was probably one of the most wasted playoff campaigns I've ever known in my life. Uh one shot on target in two games, and it didn't come to the 89th minute of the second leg. So, you know, it was just really frustrating. But that's where we've we've been. we you know, we've had a goal, then we've had to back off, then we've had a goal, we've had to back off. And we're now in a position where the whole club's changed. There's a completely different structure behind the scenes. And we've now got a man, as they will, we'll talk about in a few minutes, in, in Wilder that's, that's just took us to another level. And, it, you know, everything's there to them to, you know, to step up and it is coming, it is coming. Yeah, I mean, just just quickly there, because you kind of mentioned, you know,
0: you've mentioned stability, you've mentioned managers having money to spend and obviously behind that you've got Steve Gibson, who's been there since 1994, I think, or around that, you know, early 90s and, you know, I imagine he's kind of has legendary status, I mean, but does he ever get any sort of stick for managerial decisions or or anything along those lines?
1: Oh, massively. I mean he's getting stick today. You know, he's, he's getting stick today for not <laughs> you know, he's, he's back to the club this summer. We brought in ten new faces into the squad, we've done a completely new rebuild, and he's getting back he's getting harassed off the fans today. So, you know, he gets as much stick as, as any other person in the club. Everybody's scrutinised, it's just the way you know North East football is, you know, we always want the best for our clubs. And um but yeah, when we when we come down to it, when when all that gets pushed aside, he's like God to us. You know, he saved our club. He he came he came to get the the ASM gates with the big key and said, "I'll take the chain off." And he saved us, and he's he's done everything since to to keep this club going as best as possible. You know, he's put his hand in his own pocket. He's he's just he's been an absolute godsend, and you know, we'll always love him for it, and you'll always be a legend at this club yeah i'm
0: not i'm not surprised and and you mentioned the uh, the summer business that you've um you know or you you've been doing because i suppose i'll uh, give a spoiler that we are recording what a couple hours or a few hours before um, the windows slammed shut yeah. um quite a few players brought in like you said either permanently or on loan the two that caught the eye for me was irish international dara lennon um and Marco Foss from brentford but i mean what what's the feeling on the business that you've been able to get done
1: we're excited by the business because it's been areas of the pitch where we we needed to to build and become stronger and and a, a bit more, I suppose, um, options and then positions as well. Um, obviously, you mentioned there, Lenahan coming in, massive option at the back. You know, he's a leader as well. We just brought in Matt Clark. He's a, he's a he's another he's another great option left right, side, centre back. Um, the more the most exciting options we brought in is say. Uh, Moon, Rodrigo Muniz, who's just come in from Fulham he's a fantastic option made it, it's made his full debut on um, on Tuesday night it's fantastic um portrait of the ball he, he knows where the goal is that's exactly what we needed and in the guy that put the ball in Ryan Giles you know he's been touted by many clubs in the championship you know he's got a, he's got a wonderful left foot you know they're the players that we're most excited about but like you said there, you know, Marcus Force, he comes in, he can do a job. Uh, Matthew Hoppe, who's just coming in from uh, Real Mallorca, he's relatively unknown to people in the UK. But if you watch, you know, German football or, or La Liga, you'll know exactly who he is. You know, he's an exciting talent that's coming through the uh, the ranks. It's, and he's, you know, he's hoping for a World Cup spot as well. So we've done some really good business and it's really exciting that, you know, with one more addition, I think our squad's pretty much ready.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with that in mind, I mean, I want to get into, obviously, this season and the story so far in a, in a moment. But, mm. I mean, going back to before a ball was kicked, I mean, it seemed to me like, you know, everything was pointing to this that in the year Burrow would do really well. Um, especially, you know, Chris Wilder doing so well last season after his appointment. And But there was lots of pundits back in Burrow for, for promotion. But where were the fans' expectations before a ball was kicked?
1: Oh, they were exactly where the, the pundits were. They were expecting... Wilder to come in, you know, score 100 and some points and win the lead by an absolute canter. <laughs> but uh, honestly, that's how some fans felt. But um, I, th- I think we all had the expectation it has to be minimum of top six this year. We had the, the, the nucleus of the squad was already there. We still had strong players in the squad. We still do now in Dale Fry, Johnny House, and, you know, the, the Matt Crooks. They're all still here. Isaiah Jones, you know, is one of the most exciting right wingers. I'd probably say in English football, you know, there's a lot of teams looking at him. People keep saying, why have you let Jed Spence go? Just watch side, Jones. That's all we can say. You know, we're quite happy with the money we got. And um but we were exactly with the pundits. We thought we we still think, you know, we're not we're not going to give up yet that um that uh, yeah promotion is 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 the aim and that's where we've we've got to aim as a football club.
0: Yeah, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, it hasn't quite gone to plan so far. One win and three defeats in the first seven. I mean, is that a little bit of a concern or are the performances there and you're just not getting what you deserve out of games?
1: I think it's a bit of both. I mean, obviously, the the concern's starting to creep in. You know, the longer it goes with just the one win, you know, it was like before the win we got at the weekend against Swansea, you know, the longer it goes before the first win, you're going to get more and more concerned. But as I say... The performances are there. There's there's mistakes that are creeping in that you know you want to try and cut out, but you always need to get them sort of mistakes when you've got a new a new set of players coming together and learning how to, you know, how how one player likes to play and how the other one likes to move and you know the passing, the integration, the movement. It's all new to all these players. You know they haven't played them haven't, they haven't played together f- for too long. You know this squad's really new and but it's there I mean even when we went 3-0 down at QPR we still should have got a point at that game you know we were absolutely miles behind the pace and we still could have got a point you know um, the game this just gone Tuesday night we deserved a point minimum from Watford Um, I so said the only game we really didn't really deserve anything was, was Reading obviously we got beat 1-0 there and it's just it's frustrating because everything's there there's just something missing and I don't know what it is hmm. Yeah, and I mean you've you've
0: mentioned you know we're talking about Chris Wilder um already um I mean he's going to you know they've been there a year in November, but from what you've hinted at already, it sounds like Borough fans are, are just right behind him, and it sounds like you're excited to to see how he's going to bring this squad on.
1: Oh, Okay, I'd say that the, the you've always got that little you know that one two percent that are you know that are looking to. You know, I, I I don't trust him. I don't think he's the man to take us forward. But the main section of fans they say we're fully behind him. We believe he's the right person to take us forward. Is he's got he's got the history in this league. You know, he's took Sheffield United from League One to the Premier League. Playing exactly how we're playing. He's he's got he's he's got he's got form. He knows how to get teams out of this league, and he knows how to keep teams in the Premier League as well. And that's where we want to be, really. You know, we want to get out of this league as quick as possible. You know, with, you know without being too disrespectful in the championship which i do think is one of the best leagues in the world we don't want to be in it anymore we want to be yeah. in the premier league you know and um we do believe that we've got the right man to take us there uh, everything's there everything's in place we just have to put it all together now yeah
0: well i imagine actually it's it's kind of getting a bit tired of the championship to be honest so it was 13 years out the last 14 <laughs> you just yeah. want a bit of a, a bit of a change but exactly. i mean i mean <laughs> but those um, I mean talking about results though getting the points on the board do you think the fans will just stick, stick with Chris Welder and say well he needs to he needs to get the squad built uh, you know in his image as he wants to play or do you think you know maybe come the new year if you're in the wrong half of the table there might be a little bit unrest
1: uh, I think there's going to be that split you know there's a lot of it's A lot of expectation this year. There's a lot of pressure on Wilder. Um, as he said, you know, all the pundits uh, from outside the club are all looking in and saying, you know, you're the team we're looking at alongside the Norwich, the, the Watfords, the Sheffield United. You know, we, we're being looked at as one of the favorites, so there's a lot of pressure on him this year. But as I say, the main majority of fans will stick right behind him. We fully believe that we. W- we where we are now is a false position, and we will fully climb up that table, and we will we will push for the top six and possibly top two. And it's you know there's there's no ifs so or buts about it for me. You know we you know the fans will get right behind Wilder, and um, you know we we follow out everywhere as we as we always do, and I just feel that you know. Yeah, that's how it'll, that's how it will be for the rest of the season. Hmm.
0: Based based on that, I'm going to go and check the the odds on Barret to get promoted. Might be a decent <laughs> decent price at the minute, actually. But it could um, well be fair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, but but speaking of managers, um, you know, we've mentioned them a few times already without actually speaking about them. But uh, Sunderland's new manager, um, you know, of course, Tony Mowbray, nine years as a player, three years as a manager at Millsborough. I mean, you've already you've already kind of touched on your feelings about him, but would most borough fans like to see him do well, or is it going to be you know mixed feelings to say, well, actually, no, he's at Sunderland now, <laughs> he's
1: finished with me. Oh, uh-huh. uh, this is a this is a <laughs> this is a tough question. It's a really tough because of obviously the relationship we have with Sunderland, you know, it's uh, after. If I'm going to be fair, after Monday, yeah. We'll wish him well. You know, whatever he does, he does. But until then, no. No. <laughs> you know, he's, he's 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 got the same sort of status as, as Steve Gibson up here, you know, back in the the, the the dark the dark days of the you know, the mid eighties when we were just about to go out of business. He was one of the the, the heroes, sacrificed everything, you know, he, he foregoed his wages, the whole lot to keep make sure that we had every single penny to keep this club alive and you know, we can all well, all we'll, 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 well, I will anyway. We'll always be thankful for that man. You know, being one of the reasons that my club's still about. So you know, he'll always be a hero to me. But I won't be looking at that touchline on Monday. I can't. I can't look at him. I can't look at him in that in that tracksuit. I really can't. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt a lot. But um, after Monday, he can do what he wants after Monday. I'm not bothered.
0: Yeah, be be interesting to see if uh, Sunderland become uh, some Middlesbrough fans' second side moving um, forward. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I mean, just just on uh, we talked about midweek um, and uh, the trip to the capital to take on Watford, um, which is it's going to be a tough place to go uh, this year for anyone in the championship. Went down two one, injury time goal, um, and you took the lead as you said after only a few minutes. But I mean, I, I expect that you know, not just for the for the fans that was a blow, but I imagine for the, for the players, you know, coming so close to taking something away from from Watford and not quite getting anything.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a it was a sucker punch because I think even it got to the point where Watford thought, yeah, I think the points probably right. You know, I, I think if if anybody looking from the outside in. You know, you look at the stats, you look at, you know, the highlights as well. You know, the game was quite even. I know they had, I mean, you look at their front two, you know, their front two's worth, was it, £30 a piece? You know, it's more than our squad combined. And um, we did really well to keep them quiet. I know they had that bit of quality that got them the first goal. But as I say, the winner was just a massive sucker punch. They, they really did catch us. A scuffed shot that fell to a young lad's feet and he put it away. But it, it still gives us a bit of promise because we really did put them on the back foot for a majority of that game. And they really did feel the pressure from ourselves. And if we can take that forward and start building on that, because there's just little pieces that just aren't quite going together. But, you know, we had a couple of injuries that came out of that game. They say Lenahan and Housen came off as well. So there was a couple of reshuffles that had to happen. McNair going back into midfield, you know, his versatility was helping in a way. But, as I say, if we can take it forward, and we build on that, it won't look such a bad result because, like you said there, no-one's going to go to Watford this year and have the run of the mill, you know. I know QPR went there the weekend and won, but, as I say, that was a a tight, close game, and, you know, that's how it is going to be all season, going to the Vicarage It's going to be a tough place to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at the, the kind of formation and how you set up and looking at, you know, thinking about how Chris Wilder sets up. I mean, is it a similar style you know to how we had Sheffield United playing with kind of defenders overlapping down the flanks and or does he do anything a bit different with Middlesbrough
1: It's exactly the same if you put us in god forbid red and white stripes um you <laughs> you'd think we were just another Sheffield United It's exactly the same the wing backs bomb on if you don't keep an eye on Giles and, and Jones you are in real bother because at the first opportunity they'll have tech you on I'll put the ball in the box it, there's there's no hiding from it, they're, they're, so, they're so direct, it's something we've missed so much as well, you know, the past few years, we've always been that team that goes side to side to side to side, one of them years under more funnily enough, Um, so you'll have that to look forward to, uh, but uh, you know, we, we're we now direct and we've got centre-backs going forward, we've got strikers that want the ball in the box, they're not fighting to get a shot off, we've got midfielders that are pushing forward, we've always got that anchor that will sit there in front of the, the back three and we've got three at the back. No matter who goes in, they're strong, they're physical, and they want to get in your face. So it's a it's a proper. I want to say a proper steely team because you know you know link it with the Sheffield United team. The you know the Steel City Teesside being obviously you know where where steel was made. You know we we built the world. You know we built a team that is, is strong, and that's that's how teams are going to look at us. And if we get in your face and we get as physical as we can it's going to be a tough team for, it's going to be a tough game for any team coming in
0: yeah it's, it's interesting what you say there because uh, you know at the moment with our we we play a three at the back with wing backs but it sounds like your wing backs want to attack ours want to attack so it it could be well you know in the wide areas where the game actually kind of is won or lost really even Monday night
1: yeah I completely agree I say I've I've um I've had a look, obviously, before I will chat at a couple of, you know, a couple of bits of highlights that I've seen, and you're absolutely right. You've you've got your wing-backs bombing on, and uh, I think the only difference, literally, is your centre-backs don't go with them, like the, the wider centre-backs, ours do. You know, we've had Steele going forward, we've now got Matt Clark going forward, uh, Paddy McNair, when he's back in the centre-half position, he goes forward. You know, we've always got one sitting back, but the rest go forward, so it's like a, In a weird way, it's like a 1-4-3-2 kind of of (laughs) formation without being a 3-5-2. It's it's very attacking. It's very focused on getting the ball and pushing forward. We're not afraid to to give it a go, which is exactly what Borough fans have been missing and um, what makes it an exciting football to watch. But just on that point,
0: I mean, in terms of being a tagging, because even though kind of overall it hasn't been the best of start, you're still unbeaten at home. Two draws against West Brom and Sheffield United and a win over Swansea so far. So, I mean, but it sounds like your style of play suits playing at home.
1: It does. as a, I, I, we've, I think that's something we targeted a lot as well. You know, uh, under Warnock, we could, you know, for the first 10, 12 games under Warnock, we couldn't win at home for the money. You know, we could go away from home and we could nick them results, nick them one nils, two ones, a typical Warnock win that you know like they like to say. But home games, we 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 struggled so much. You know, we we suffered really bad defeats. You know, three nils to Bristol know, losing to Preston at home, Wickham coming to us on the last day of the season a couple of years ago and beating us. That's that's what we were now. We're completely different now. Um, they say We're very forward-thinking. We're very on the front foot, in your face. and very We're a very fit team. That's one thing I've noticed as well. Like Obviously, the first few games, you're going to see players pulling up with cramping or, or, you know, let's waste a little bit of time doing that. Not one of our players has done that yet. And I feel very proud of that because the one thing I hate is the last two minutes, someone going, oh, we well, you saw my cramp out on my leg. And you think, <laughs> get up. Come on. And you know, one of one of our players has done that, and I feel like pre-season has really pushed us to the next step. And you could just tell the wild has got such an influence on this squad now.
0: Yeah. And talking about fitness, actually, it's just reminded us um Duncan Watmore was on the bench uh in midweek. Um and I think there's a decent amount of Sun and Vans it'd like to, to see him do well. Um, but how has he been getting
1: on since he signed a couple of years ago? Um he's I mean, it's obviously had his, his injury issues. I think he's going to be one of those players. Unfortunately, he's going to have knocks that are going to put him, you know, out of sync kind of thing. But he's scored some massive goals for Borough. Um, he's got a couple of goals this season as well. But he's he's still got. I mean, you probably found it when he was a, a Sunderland player. There's them chances where he's one on one, where he should be putting them away, and he's not quite putting them away and not often enough. And that's the thing that's pulling him back. But off the bench, he's absolutely fantastic. You know, he was it, so there was games last year, he was absolutely influential. The win at all trafford, the win against Spurs, you know, just to pick them names out for you. You know, that that's <laughs> he was absolutely fantastic, and he's been a fantastic player for us since he signed um on, on a free, obviously, when he left his cells. And he's you know, he's had his troubles, but he's very much a, 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 a very valuable part of our our squad.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see him. Uh do well, especially keep fit, hopefully, is the first thing I think I don't want more. But, uh, but uh, I mean, it's our first meeting uh, since uh, November 2017 at the Riverside when you beat us 1-0 as we were on our way to League One, um, and we haven't won a game at your place since September 2005, when we were particularly crap in the Premier League. Tommy Miller and Julio Arca scored the goals on that day, so, going off our record, travelling down
1: the road, you must be pretty confident of a result on Monday. Um, Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, like you. I've obviously done my own work on the stats. Obviously, ready for 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 us to have a chat about it. And you know, all competitions, we have, you haven't beat us in—is it ten years now since the FA Cup replay? Mm-hmm. Um, when Cessyon scored an extra time, that's the last time we saw someone beat us. You know, we beat you in the Carabao Cup. We beat you in the league. You got that very fortunate draw. Um, just before you went down four years ago, we've we've got a pretty decent record against you, what? I'm I'm quite happy about. Obviously, it's a bit like the same when you look at the uh, Newcastle games. You know, you've got a pretty decent record against them. You know, you're quite happy about that. But yeah, we're 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 pretty we're pretty confident. We're pretty we're pretty happy with uh, how things might go on Monday. You know, there's always them nerves. You know, don't lose, just don't lose. But <laughs> as I say, we haven't lost against these in a while, so I I I'm pretty confident going into Monday night. Yeah, yeah. especially on the road, i uh,
0: if you offered us a draw, I'd uh, I'd probably. Snap your hand off right right now <laughs> as we sit here. To be honest, depend on the you know the nerves uh, start kicking in close to the time. But uh, are you going to the game yourself?
1: Yes, I will be there. All those uh, all those twelve man lads will be there, um, cheering us on. Um, we're not at the end of the drum. Don't worry, we're not them. Uh, <laughs> we're at the other end. Um, but um, we'll be we'll be where we usually are. Um, giving the lads everything as we usually do. You know. We we all can't wait, you know. We, it's the first game you look for, and the the, the fixtures come out, mm. and to have it so early in the season, it's it's going to be a massive boost for us. Yeah, and as you said, are you expect a full house, or close to a full house. It's it's close to a full house now. Um, as you know, for 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 a game you lot don't consider a derby, uh, you sold your tickets really quickly. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, we're 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 doing the same. We you know we've got there's there's very few tickets and very few blocks now, so. It's going to be a it's going to be a decent showing for the telly on Monday night. It's going to be a a pretty lively atmosphere from both ends. I think. Yeah, it should be
0: an absolute cracker. And on that note, um, it just leaves me to say thank you very much, Stephen. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you know, following Monday, of course, all the best of the season ahead, mate.
1: Yeah, well, following Monday, but yeah, you know, after your three 0 defeat, <laughs> do what you want after that. But yeah, thank you very much <laughs> for having me. <laughs> nice one. Thanks again, Stephen. And uh, thanks again
0: for everyone listening. Keep a lookout Rock Report for all of the build up ahead of the game on Monday. But well, from us, bye for now. A lot can happen in the next three years.